0: Right, and our small business focus tonight, speaking to Pavlo Fertidis. He's the founder of OREC Business Accelerator. And often in family businesses and services, businesses there are, uh, people who are your assets, a founder sells by transferring the business for value to identified leaders in the business or family members. So what you need to do, Pavlo decides he wants to now step down and he wants to give it to his son, Ray. Maybe that's not always a good idea Is it Pablo? Good evening and welcome back to 702 and Cape Talk.
1: It would be a terrible idea. (laughs) I knew you could say that. (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's it's quite a critical issue because if you look at it, there's an estimate that around 64% of all businesses in the small to medium sized business space sit in the hands of families. Um, which means that a significant portion of our economy is dependent on those family businesses continuing once the generation that perhaps leads the business has run its course. The reason that's important is because that's how you build vibrancy in any sector, in any industry. You need to have medium-sized businesses constantly surging, growing, innovating, operating, serving bigger businesses that then serve the big corporate entities that very often serve government. Um, so you, mm-hmm. need to ma- you need to maintain that sustainability. But it's not only across family businesses. In many cases, uh, you find it across the professional services space. So think of consulting engineers, think of dental practitioners, think of architects, quantity surveyors, chiropractors. In a business where you provide the service through your skill, you typically build an organization made up of people similar to you who've got that same set skill, in order to provide the service. And because there are no assets that lie in these businesses, the way that you typically sell them is to the next partners in the program or the partners in your business, your junior partners, the next tier of leadership. Getting that process of succession, we call this process succession, where you hand over strategic operational leadership responsibilities from one generation to the next, is essential to sustain and maintain a business. And it's even more important to make sure if you can get paid out at the end of the day, Mm. once you've handed over the business,
0: right? Yeah, good point, really good point. You often had in, in, in Roman times, you'd have the general or the Caesar and would come down to his son or daughter to get to take over at Caesar. And very often that didn't happen or maybe the second born son would get it. Is it the same in business? You have to be careful with what you do. So like you say, you get your payout at the end, but you also don't want to see your whole business crumble, do you?
1: No, you don't. And, and, you know, there are a couple of things that go wrong, but some of the things that are, are more recent, certainly in my domain, um, working with, with a series of challenges in amongst, let's call it succession transfer, is ensuring that you have aligned future visions. If you think about it, typically you work for um, a boss. Uh, the boss has always determined the vision and the future of that business. Uh, next minute, you are identified and recognized as the business's future leader, and you get made an offer, an opportunity to acquire the business from the boss with a view to then have you lead the business. Now, there's normally an age difference. Let's say it's a 15, 20 year age difference between the two. If you think about where the boss is at, he or she is in a position where they're saying, I want out. I want to be able to monetize my 30, 40 years of having built this business. And um, in order to get paid out, I need to sell it to you, Ray, as the next tier of leadership in the business. And they have a preservative mindset. They're looking to preserve the wealth that they've created within the business itself. They don't want to risk anything, but they want to be able to sell the business. You come in as this whippersnapper with new ideas, a completely different view on how to use technology in the business. You want to make certain changes, Those two visions are very, very differently aligned. You're coming in with a view to ramp up growth, take a few risks, put the foot down on the pedal because you've got to pay for the shares that you're acquiring from the exiting um, uh, founder. So the misalignment in how that business needs to look and be shaped going forward often delays, let's call it succession, or creates a lot of bad blood. Where, for example, the exiting founder turns around and says, but Ray, I'm going to let you take over the business in the next year or two years or three years or so. And five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen 10, 15 years, nothing's changed. Yeah. Because either he or she hasn't got the courage to align with you on your vision or you have not communicated a vision that they've bought into. So getting that alignment right is the first thing. That starts the process of succession.
0: That is so interesting, Pablo. That is so interesting because very often that alignment just just doesn't get there. But then I suppose it succession doesn't start a month before or two months before, like you say. Like you say, it's, it starts years before. You should know by the time you hit fifty-five, and if you want to retire when you're sixty or sixty-five, you should know right then what you're doing.
1: Yeah, definitely. You, you know. There, there are four acts of leadership, right, that any business owner needs to traverse. And very often what happens is a business owner starts in a business and gets to a certain point or stage within the business and never never change their behavior. Uh, I come across people who are running businesses that are 30 million rand a year, 60 million rand a year, 200 million rand a year, and are behaving in the same fashion that they did 10 years previously, 20 years previously, 30 years previously. We call this automatic experience. The problem with automatic experience is that you lift your head at the age of 65, let's say, saying, right, I now want to get out, but you've done nothing to develop and communicate with your team, to shape the business differently for sale and exit, because the way that you build a business to generate income is very different to the way that you organize a business and lead a business if you're looking to sell through succession. That communication across the team has to begin, first and foremost, with you looking in the mirror and saying there are only two outcomes for every business in the world. It's either a sale or closure. Absolute fact. And the second absolute fact is, listen, buddy, I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. So... I need to think about it. I need to think about the length of the runway ahead and I need to start planning and give myself lots of time to make sure that I choose my successor well and most importantly, begin integrating that successor into leadership uh, activities that I perform on a daily basis.
0: Mm. Yes, so interesting. It, it really is. And sometimes, Pablo, I would think the answer would be just sell, just sell the business because don't take that chance. Sell it. Take the cash and perhaps just retire.
1: Well, you know, it's very often that you can't sell the business because if it's a tightly, tightly knit, integrated family business, then typically what's happened, Ray, is all the major relationships, all the know-how, all the nows in the business lies within the family. The family have not allowed a team to develop and understand what the playbook of the business is to hold on to secure and, and service the major and most important relationships. So you want to buy that business. You knock on the door, you discover that it's all in the family. Well, what are you buying? You're buying, mm-hmm. in effect, the promise of, of what? Because the know-how that makes a business function operate and work is walking out the, the door the next day you buy it. In a professional services business, Most professional services businesses begin with deep, deep relationships. Yeah. Typically, two professional engineers working for a big engineering group develop relationships with a client. They then decide to step away. They start their business by servicing that particular client. And what you find is 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, they still hold those those major client relationships. So you then step in or let's say you're one of the incumbent young engineers in the business. You now want to acquire the business because it's been offered to you by your two senior, senior partners. Yeah. Yet the relationship that they own that governs 20, 30, 40% of the revenue, that has not been handed over. So how do you hand over those relationships? It takes time. There's a structure to it. There's a methodology to it. There's a practice to it. But most people, when they decide they want out, they want to sell, I'll turn around to you and say, "Hooray, hey great opportunity for you, buddy. You're going to buy the business from me. I'm going to hand it over to you. I've had a good run with it um, on close mm. inspection. When I leave, clients who are responsible for 30%, 40% of the, relation, or the revenue of the business are likely to leave with me. Yeah, yeah. So. How do you get that right
0: that's unless you've thought a, yeah. it through first? That, that's a big reality. That, that really is because, you like you say, you have this age-old relationships. I've been with your father for 20 years, and I don't really like you. And that's the problem. It just doesn't always work.
1: Completely. And then, of course, you know, the last part where these things fall flat on their faces is we agree succession. And I say, Ray, good news. I'm going to succeed the business to you, Mm. and um, I'm going to sell it to you for uh, 20 million rand. (laughs) Okay, great. So let's just understand this. Firstly, you haven't had the opportunity to accumulate your own wealth. You've largely been employed, and you've been spending that money given – so let's say you're 20 years younger than the person selling – uh, let's say you're in your early 40s and the person selling's in their, what was the age you had there? 65, 66, whatever yeah. the case is. Yeah, that's it, yeah. You're in, so you're in a life stage where really your, your salary's been consumed by a bond, it's been consumed by schooling, it's been consumed by living expenses, it's been consumed by increasingly aging parents. You really are the meat in the sandwich over here. So where do you get that kind of money to acquire a business for 20 million rand? True, yeah. If you don't get the metrics of this right with the view to educate your successor around how valuation will occur and with the view to align yourself with that successor so that the successor can acquire the shares over a period of time. You're shooting yourself in the foot Ray. Succession is not something that just happens. It has typically a five-year runway. So if you're thinking of exiting your business in five years and your route, your route for it, It's going to be through succession.
0: Mm.
1: you better get on the horse right now and start planning it. Sure. Because Uh, uh, time is running
0: out. A five-year runway. I like that. Pablo Vatides, he's the founder of Orica Business Accelerator. Always fascinating chatting to you on the radio. Thank you.